Essays into the Lively Lexicon, Life. The day I wrote this essay was my birthday, so it was fitting that the word that I chose to essay into was life. Our daughter Rachel had visited us over Christmas and had given me a book, Homo Soccer, that's S-A-C-E-R, Sovereign Power and Bear Life, by an Italian, Giorgio Agamben. The introduction states, The Greeks had no single term to express what we mean by the word life. They used two terms that are distinct. Zoe, which expressed the simple fact of living, common to all living beings, animals, men, or, as Giorgio says, gods, and bios, which indicated the former way of living proper to an individual or a group. Although such a distinction is certainly provocative, what startled me was what followed. The author's casual parenthetical observation that Zoe significantly lacks a plural. I was startled because the Hebrew word for life can be plural. I first discovered that when studying Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life, forevermore. The Hebrew word for life is plural, hayim. It's used 85 times in the Old Testament. What a concept. La hayim. Life is an amazing gift. In the beginning, the true and living God gave it to creatures. Genesis 1, it says... God said, let the water teem with living creatures. God gave life to Adam in Genesis 2, 7. The Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living, haim, being. Although we need our daily bread to live, Scripture also informs us in Deuteronomy 8, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So David observes in Psalm 36, For with you is the fountain of life. David praises God in Psalm 21, The king rejoices in your strength, Lord. You have granted him his heart's desire. He asked you for life, hayim, and you gave it to him, length of days, forever and ever. And God gives us the privilege of speaking lively words to each other. After death entered the world, Adam spoke a word of grace to his wife and called her not the mother of the dying, but Genesis 3.20, Adam named his wife Eve, which probably means living, because she would become the mother of all the living. Adam could be gracious with his bride because he believed the promise of God. The Lord promised that the seed of the woman would crush Satan with his heel. On the cross, Jesus, the ever-living one, would die, crushing Satan while declaring with all of who he is, not my life for me or your life for me, but my life for you. What love, what life. Christian, being reconnected with God through Jesus, you have not only life, grand as it is, but plural life, life to the full, life abundant. So 
we would expect the New Testament to talk a lot about this new life. Sometimes Jesus and the apostles speak about the form of life, bios. Forms of bios are used 16 times. But this life from Christ, Zoe, alive and breathing, is used nearly 150 times. Need a shot of life? 1 John 5, 12. He who has the Son has life, Zoe. And read your Bibles, it's there. Although the Greek does not use Zoe in the plural, this vigorous overflow of Zoe in this life and the life to come is promoted by Jesus and the apostles. They simply add an adjective to Zoe. Some 45 times Zoe is linked with the Greek words for eternal and everlasting glory. Well, that's more than a little bit about life. Thanks for indulging my birthday musings. Take a few minutes to think about your life. Rejoice in God's gift today. Think about your words and God's words and how they can give life to others. As you do, I'll conclude this first essay into the lively lexicon with the words of Peter. Jesus saw that some disciples were abandoning him. He asked Peter if Peter would leave too. Peter replied, John 6, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal Zoe, life. Sucking out some of the marrow nourishment from the bone words with you, I am Steve Bostrom. P.S. My friend replied, Steve, my grandfather rejected the blessing of his spirit-filled father to his six sons. As a result, my grandfather lived a godless life until he was in his 70s. Then... He was converted, baptized, and then died. My dad, the son of this grandfather, as a young boy, was the first to come to know the Lord and to start a new lineage of godliness. To our knowledge of the 140-plus descendants of dad and his siblings, everyone's made a profession of faith in Christ. I often sit at family reunions and see the incredible heritage of faith and goodness. Pastors, elders abound, and... Think of the simplicity of the explanation. He who has the Son has life. Life need not be more complicated than that, nor do we need more to explain how one family differs from another. I marvel that simple, consistent surrender to Christ does produce life, and I'm so grateful it included me. I thought you might enjoy a personal testimony of my interaction with your essay.